0: When you get there to think, do I belong here? What
1: more am now. I doing? More now. I am now. totally that's out of my that's there. But there's you quickly way. learn that when you
0: start to have conversations with people, more. that it's you've got something in common. I to make
1: sure still bit, still all the trails,
2: so all the trails still. I like the idea
3: of um, um, taking that first step, step that's where I am. I have this idea that the kids these days need to do X, you know, or this uh, one kid in my class can doing do so much to make sure
2: we're not just you two
4: weeks, it's let's do semester projects Welcome to Ed Tricks Rewind.
3: Yeah, if you
4: guys, we just stand in a circle like this, or if you guys want to circle around the table, it's us pull you away. So I have a couple questions, and I'm just going to put them out to the, of the group, and you guys can answer them however you want. So our, our podcast is super informal. So whatever you guys say, as long as you're cool with it going on the air, it's going to go on the air. This might actually even make it on the air because we're really warts and all. We enjoy that. Um, So the first question is this one right here. What does Global Citizen look like in your classroom? Okay. So we'll just start here with you, Terry, or whoever wants to start. Or if you would like to take a minute and think.
0: What does Global Citizen in my classroom, it's more like bringing the world to my classroom and I use Skype in the classroom a lot. And so I'm able to connect my students to students across the globe. We've been to practically every continent except Australia, where well, we're looking at making that connection very soon. And so they get to see that they are more alike than different with other kids, especially their aid groups. We've done quite a number of global co- collaborations to on projects with other kids from across the globe.
1: I think for me, it's uh, an awareness of other cultures and understanding that of uh, people other than yourself, and empathy. Um, I think it's being. I think part of being a global citizen is being a citizen, and understanding citizenship and the importance of how to interact with others, and that, and and a willingness to learn from others and to collaborate with others, and so. Um, You know, it might start with a Skype conversation where all of a sudden you make a connection because you all like NoteFlight. But then it goes beyond that to collaborating on the sustainable goals or other things to to work together to solve problems and, and learn from one another.
2: Yeah, I echo everything they said. I think the only thing I would add to that would be, you know, looking for ways to help other people, whether it's through the sustainable development goals and working with those, or I know there's a movement with a couple makerspace librarians with looking for local organizations or organizations in other countries and things you can make to like donate, or help, or connect, or fundraise, or whatever to help people in your community or communities around the globe?
3: Well, and I am a librarian in a one-to-one district with iPads, so we're just kind of learning this, and I think as a librarian, I think the digital citizenship, leadership aspect is so important. uh, helping kids understand how to talk to other people, how to start a conversation. So I feel like we're kind of in the infancy and we're just getting it started, but it's exciting. Awesome.
4: <laughs> um, so uh, I forgot to do this at the beginning, so this is probably still gonna make it in there. Let's go around the circle. Tell us where you're from, what okay. your background is. Sorry about that. We'll, we'll send it the other direction.
3: We I'm Terry Zabonik. I'm from Fishers, Indiana, which is outside Indianapolis. And as I said, I'm a library media
2: specialist, teacher librarian. I'm Joanne Boudreau, and I work in the same district Terry does. Um, so in the Indy area, I'm at a 5-8 through eight building as a teacher librarian.
1: I'm Michael Walker. I'm a secondary digital learning specialist in Edina, Minnesota, and I work with staff on integrating technology, and um, I'm actually teaching a course right now in global collaboration with some grad, grad teachers and uh, having fun with that.
0: So I'm Kemi Kemi Olunala, I'm from Nigeria, I'm a teacher trainer, um, an educational technology specialist, I also consult for K-12 schools, where technology integration is concerned in in their classrooms. Very
4: cool. So um, let's go off script for a second here. We're at a tech conference. You've mentioned Skype, you talked about makerspaces, there's a whole plethora of technologies here does technology help create global learners
2: why or why not
4: or whoever wants to start please
3: well it makes it easier to connect
2: for sure absolutely yeah it i mean it builds the connections and the collaborations i mean whether it's skype or global read aloud or what-if Flipgrid with uh, sustainable development goals or whatever else, it provides so many opportunities and opens so many doors. I mean, I don't know how else I would get kids to connect globally or become aware of the world around them.
1: Yeah, I would say that um, I can remember back in 92... Uh, doing some email back and forth with Kamchatka, and uh, Gorbachev was under house arrest, and we were—they uh, kind of went dark for a while, and we were like, "Hey, you know, are you guys okay? What's going on?" And um, just hearing from them that you know they were fine, and what what they knew versus what we knew um, was a great learning experience for my kids, um, and also 11 years ago when we wanted to do some global collaboration, we had to pull in some special equipment, we had to beef up the connection in the classroom to make it happen, and now it just happens. I mean, you can fire something up and make a connection in so many different ways in real time um, that it just, uh, it's very powerful and it makes the world a much smaller place and allows for connections to happen in ways that they couldn't before.
0: Well, for me, I think technology has been one of the major, because you can imagine kids or students in my own locality would have never imagined seeing any other area of the world or connecting with any other people in the world apart from their locality. And just one computer and internet connection, I can actually bring the world to my kids. So technology, yes, is indeed. Yeah, an so let's keep that
4: going. Um, the next question I have is, and it can start with does, but... How does economics and global citizenship have a reciprocal relationship? Does the idea of being a better global citizen actually play a role in economics, um, growth of the student, those sorts of things over their lifespan? So, we would like to start? Big question.
0: Uh, well, we know the world has become a global village in its sense, and I've seen where Kids actually make things, and these things are shown to the global world, they create products, artifacts, arts, arts, uh, crafts, and all that, and they get market from the global world. And so they're able to raise not just money from the local, their local areas, but raise money from across the globe, people sponsoring, buying, ordering, and all that. And I think it's making economics cross borders, so, yeah, global citizenship does has... So you don't get to know what's happening in somewhere else if you're not a global citizen. So it opens up the borders, it opens up, breaks down the walls, and allows for free, free flow of economy.
4: So I'm just going to ask a follow-up question on that, because um, U.S., 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 Nigeria, how has that? Is there? Do you have any stories that where it's affected your students directly, um, like uh, economic... Uh, impacts from another country has come in and affected your students directly in
0: some way. Well, I I wouldn't say directly, but I've seen such happen. I, I and I know it, uh, quite a number of stories, not particularly like to my students, but I know a number of stories where people make brooches broach, from seashells and all of that. And because they're making it for a cost to solve a, a problem in the, around the community, you have people outside the community, people outside the country actually purchasing or making others so that they could raise the funds they needed for the cost of one. So, yes, I've seen such happen. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, Mike, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, well, I think I can see some positives and negatives um, or or just changes, you know, maybe it's not a negative, it's just different uh, from when I was younger and it was there were different economies around and now we're a global economy. So. Companies can say, "Hey, I can send this to China or other places for much more economically, and in fact, ship it back <laughs> and and then put it together here and other things." Um, but there's there's real consequences with that, and and it's changed economies in the United States, uh, reliance on coal and other things, and um, and so that's definitely had an impact. And so, how do we recognize those consequences and come up with ways that um, people that are going to be affected by those consequences can still find their way in that global economy and I think that's part of our that's part of our responsibility as citizens to kind of come up with that so you know had there were some regulations in place on coal for example and so there's parts of the country that were affected economically by that. Well, what if all the the solar, the wind turbine plants had been put in those communities to give people uh, jobs and things so that they could continue to live in those areas and be successful? Um, So there's definitely some uh, definite impact between economics and global connectedness and citizenship.
4: Awesome. No, no? That's a big question. Good question those
3: were great answers. They they
4: were excellent sides uh, okay, so this is a, a better librarian question I'm guessing then. Mean. Uh, what challenges have you faced adapting core or helping teachers adapt core to global citizenship lessons? Um, what were some of the breakthroughs you saw in your school while uh, using global tools, whether it's tech or just pen pals or whatever situation that you have, or just bringing people in. I I brought refugees into my class this last year, and it was amazing. Um, So what kind of successes have you had in in, uh, using Global Stuff?
2: Um, So the big success for me and my school this year um, was with Global Read Aloud. So I'd been wanting to try Global Read Aloud, but hadn't been able to pull it together. Um, And this year, I brought it to my school's Diversity and Equity Committee, that I'm on, and I brought it to our leader and our team, and they were totally on board with it. And so we're a five through eight building, uh, and we also liked the idea of one book, one school. So trying to find one book that can work for fifth through eighth grade was interesting, uh, but we made it work with A Long Walk to Water, and uh, we found some ways to connect to other schools through Twitter chats, and we hopped in on Bronwyn Joyce's What If... Flipgrid and talked about sustainable development goals and we opened up some Padlet boards and invited other schools to come in and we had some people largely from the United States but we did also have some other countries pop into it. So uh, we're going to do Global Read Aloud again this year and hopefully it'll get bigger and better. We'll see.
3: Well, and quite honestly, I'm very new to this whole thing. I'm here for the First ISTE, and I'm just absorbing and getting some great ideas. And I would love to do one book, one school with Refugee, because we had Alan Gratz at our school, and he was awesome, and it's such a great book that everybody needs to read. So I'm looking towards the future.
4: On that note, Aaron Dowd, you got to go see your presentation about US, you are the SDGs next hour? Just throw that out there. Put that on Twitter. We're good. Okay. Last question, guys. Here we go. How do teacher connections and professional development help teachers to become better global citizens? And this is a great question for right now. Why is why are you here, and
0: how is this helping you be a better global teacher? So. Please. Well, for me, through my discourse in ISTE and connecting people, I realized that my challenges were not peculiar to me. Because sometimes you have the feeling that because you're from a developing country, you're facing peculiar challenges. And so to see that I have people also in the same boat and learning how they are overcoming these challenges and how they are innovatively solving those problems and picking from them and all that actually has been a, a main source of professional development for me. And then also joining... Communities that have global representatives, the diversity, the fact that you have people from all over the world with their, um, with their flavor and spice, you know, in the mix. And you can learn and glean and all that. It's, it's, it's a good room. And it keeps you uh, aware of what's happening around the globe, and then you can measure, okay, how far have I come? How far do I need to come? What else do I need to know? Am I exposing my tu- uh, students enough to what's happening globally? Because we need to prepare them. We know that the, the, the worlds have been broken down by technology, so we need to prepare them to to be competent, globally competent. And so it helps when you connect uh, globally. <laughs> it, it helps your professional development. Uh, for me, it's it helped it help mine. It's an idea of... Work locally, think and learn globally. I consider myself a global educator.
1: (laughs) That's a great answer. Um, I would say uh, to be to help students be globally connected, you have to be globally connected, and you have to learn about global competence and understand the the impacts and and different aspects of it. And so. by becoming globally connected and, and having professional development in this area, you can then help your students navigate and do so in a way that's going to help them go through. Our, our district, like three years ago, uh, set global competence as one of our uh, main competencies and hasn't necessarily done a good job defining of what that's going to look like, but we've kind of made some steps in some different cohorts and things to try and uh, push that a little bit because we do live in a global world and and we want our kids to graduate having collaborated with kids in other parts of the world and so that when they go out into the world they'll have that experience and be able to do continue that. So
4: fantastic answer. Oh, let's keep going around.
1: Some great on there. Um,
2: I would say like a piece of. I don't know if I'm knowledgeable enough to give this advice, but I'm going to try. A piece of advice I would give to teachers, because I know a lot of times like when you hear these amazing ideas and these amazing educators and go to conferences, it's kind of overwhelming with where do I start and how do I do this. And I think especially with global thinking and global connections, it's just finding a first step to take, and then things will naturally, if you let them snowball or have a domino effect. I mean, last year I was not at ISTE. And participating in that, which led me to Pass the Scope, which led me to Hey Matt Frat, which led me to VedChat, which led me to Margaret, which led me to you. And then also, you know, like with like being interested in Global Read Aloud and Pernille Ripp's work, that's what led me to my interest in sustainable development goals. And I want to try to figure out a way to do more of that this year and become involved in teach STGs and all of that Good stuff. So just take a first step and let it kind of snowball.
3: I like the idea of taking that first step because that's where I am. And I've heard a lot at this conference about tweeting, and I am definitely on Twitter, but I'm not real comfortable with tweeting, and I, I have to get past that. You know, and I've heard, I heard yesterday in a panel. Um, tweet it, people and they will tweet back and they will tweet answers and suggestions and so I need to learn that and then I need to share that with my teachers um,
4: and shout out to uh, Global Ed Chat Thursdays nights check it out it's the best hour on Twitter every week in my opinion um, so we're going to shift gears uh, this is a good place to kind of cut for the recording thank you so much and I'm going to go around Terry, Joanne, Michael, Hemi, thank Kimmy, thank you so much for all of you guys and your great answers.